spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the 115th annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory. Bullshit, my name is Cody. I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Not doing too bad. It, uh, Like we mentioned before the show, whew, what a busy-ass work day, uh, especially for a Monday. And like you mentioned, it was one of those days where it's like, don't look at the clock, don't look at the clock, <laughs> but you yep. keep looking at the goddamn clock. Uh, how was, uh, How was your day today? It was good. Uh, I had plenty of work to do today, so I actually did get to just kind of work, not look at the clock, and the day kind of just rode right by. So it's one of those days where you feel like you're behind. So actually, the time's going faster for me. So it was actually pretty nice when I got home. Oh. Felt like I barely was there. You know what we did have today? You know the like classic Midwestern storm where it almost yeah. turns to like nighttime, <laughs> and then oh. like the clouds pass over, and then like like a storm follows it kind of we had one of those days today got very oh, very nice. dark very very dark but uh the not too bad of a storm just raining kind of yeah we had a well so it rained a little bit last week and so ever since then it's been cooler apparently also that heat dome that we had over the southwest moved north i don't know if you've heard now it's over western canada over british columbia the on the very west coast so they're feeling the 115 degrees right now, I guess, up in Canada. Well, they're not used to that, I would imagine. And no. when you brought that up, something clicked in my head and I instantly knew something funny was going on in Canada because ever since I started tasting Molson's, right, I've kind of yes. been craving. I'm like, it, it felt like a good recording beverage. So I've been looking for it and like none of the stores have it. So I'm guessing because of the heat, all the Canadians have then consumed all of the Maltzens, meaning they are not currently exporting it to America. Yes, I understand. I wouldn't doubt it if there was a Maltzen shortage. I honestly, I don't even think people in that part of the, like, really, how, would they even have, because when I lived in England, no one had AC when I lived in England, just because of, like, average temps really didn't get that high, or high enough for them to justify, like, investing in AC. I wonder if in... Like that part of Canada, if they even, because they're so close to the coast, if they even get like AC, they even have AC. I would imagine probably gets mucky, right? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, when you're in, when you're on the coast though, the, the air kind of cleans out the, uh, the heat. So well, I, it doesn't I, really get too hot. I can tell you, um, goddamn Alaska gets humid as a motherfucker. Mm. So I don't know if. You would assume Alaska's colder, but um, I I don't know. It, well, it, I was going to say when they have all day sunshine, maybe kind of builds up a little heat there. Could be. I don't know. Maybe one of our uh, BC listeners who is currently under the 
a heavy dose of Maltzens will email us and <laughs> and let us know <laughs> how that heat dome's treating them. Yeah. If it moves up to Canada, hopefully it doesn't melt all those glaciers. Uh, well, more than they already have. I been. was going to say, there's not a whole lot left left of them. When I was there, God, what was it? Fucking seven, eight years ago now? Like, wasn't that much left of them glaciers. But it goes up to Antarctica and just starts melting that. Yeah, well, I mean, if it goes up to Antarctica, that's... Uh, the big thing about Antarctica, it won't really raise the water level that much because it's the same deal when you have ice in a glass compared to ice, you know, not like all the way to the bottom filling up a glass. Like ice in a glass doesn't really raise the level. So it's kind of the same deal. The problem is ice up in the uh, Antarctica or no ice up in the Arctic. It uh, reflects away a lot of the sun's rays. So that's how it could. That's how it basically helps cool the earth. So without that, you know, we'd be a little fucked even more than we already are. Well, I guess uh, that Kevin Costner documentary, Waterworld, might be a uh, a real thing. Real possibility. Yeah. Florida would be gone. Yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> well lose they, that on I'm that pretty sure all the citizens have gills. So I think they'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> From uh, exposure to meth in the womb, yeah. possibly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I want... I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was also going to say, really quick, so we were talking about Uber last week. We mentioned the autonomous vehicle and the lady who was uh, possibly negligent behind the wheel. So uh, we, I mentioned that she was charged in 2020, and we weren't sure if she had been um, tried or convicted yet. I will say that after we recorded that, I found an update Apparently, after she was charged, basically, she has, like, lawyered up, and her lawyers have actually gotten the court date pushed back twice. So it kind of seems like they're trying to do the thing where they make it not worth it for the prosecution to take her to trial. You would think Uber would be giving her a little financial backing, but maybe that's not the case. Oh, I very highly doubt that Uber is trying to have anything to do with her mm. at all. I'm, I'm, I mean, okay, so she's like set for trial for negligent homicide. So that's that's the the charge that they're giving her. And Uber basically had to move their autonomous vehicle, like everything they had in Tempe, like out of Arizona completely, out of Maricopa County. So damn, god yeah. damn. Okay. There's one thing I wanted to talk about real quick before we get in the episode here. Um, I was watching, I haven't watched Real Time with Bill Maher in quite, a, quite some time. And yes. I was just bored Saturday, so I was watching a few episodes. And they had our boy, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, on there. Oh, okay. Now, he was explaining, you know, they are talking about um, basically the galaxy versus religion, yada, yada, God, blah, blah, blah. He said... Or Neil deGrasse Tyson said, in the astrophysicist community, the belief in the Big Bang Theory actually happening or actually have happened is like, they're pretty concrete that that is what actually happened. And now I know you were mentioning some other type, the panspermia thing or whatever, right? Well, Big Bang Theory and panspermia are they're very different. So Big Bang Theory is how the universe started. Panspermia is how Earth was life seeded started. with life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought we were talking on a different episode and you said 
they think it might have been how the universe started might have been something else than other than the Big Bang. Oh, well, no, I mean, that's the thing. They're not for sure. So that's kind of it leaves in conjecture for like people with opposing theories can come in because scientists will never say we're 100 percent sure this is how it happened unless they have the concrete evidence, which they have really good evidence that the Big Bang Theory happened, but it's not concrete. But right. among among themselves, they can kind of be like, yeah, we know it's this or we're pretty much certain it's this. But they can't really because they can't be 100 percent certain. They can't say they're 100 percent certain. And that leaves the that leaves the door open a crack for other theories uh, like people who have no evidence for whatever they believe. That leaves the door open for them. That's kind yeah. of what I was saying, I think. Is gotcha. What you're OK. Yeah. I just I just thought it was interesting like he was so adamant that like the big bang is pretty they're pretty certain that's the what happened because the universe has never stopped growing uh in like whatever 11 trillion years or whatever they <laughs> whatever yeah. number they've mapped out here well they can so it's basically they can measure light and how like it's traveling where light's coming from and they can figure out like where kind of like the center of the universe, like where this big bang actually happened and like where everything is traveling away from that point, they can kind of like bring everything back and see kind of like it's at that exact point. So that's kind of their idea for the big bang because the universe is expanding. So if you bring all of the matter in the universe, like back, to where it possibly like originated from to that certain point. That's what it looks like. It was a like the big bang, but I don't know how I'm not sure exactly if they even have like levels of certainty, but I'm pretty sure big bang theory is more certain than panspermia. Okay. It's it's higher than 50, 50. Well, yeah, the Neil deGrasse Tyson 50, <laughs> 50 of, is this a fucking simulation that we live in? Yeah, exactly. It's more than 50, 50 for big bang theory though. I'm pretty sure. Well, that's going to lead us perfectly into what we're about to talk about because, um, we're going to be talking about people who are probably on the opposite end of the spectrum from Mr. Neil deGrasse Tyson, which are, uh, some of our favorite folks to be talking about, but Perfect. are you, are you, are you ready for this, Phil? Yeah, let's hit it. We're gonna we're gonna have a little fun this week, okay? We're gonna have a little fun again. Now, this week we are once again going to be exploring the mysterious world of staircases. Unlike those mysterious staircases found in the woods, the legend behind the staircase we are about to be talking about, to some, could be considered to be just as divine in nature as the Ark of the Covenant or the piece of toast with the Virgin Mary's face on it. This of per- course. <laughs> this particular holy relic has become known as the Loretto Chapel Staircase. Now, have you ever heard of the Loretto Chapel, Phil? No, I have not. Okay. Not now- at all. Now, this only came to my attentions because of, um, I think it's called Mystery Quest. It's cl- very clearly like a s- altered version of Monster Quest. It was on okay. the History Channel. Uh, has Mr. William Shatner as the host. I think we've talked about this. Yes. Yes, we have. Yeah, he was. And they were talking about the staircase. And I, when I was watching the show, I'm like, it's really fascinating. Okay, because... 
of whatever. It's just a very strange thing, but we'll get into it. Uh, of course, the History Channel neglects a few bits of information when they're talking about it on Mystery Quest. Yeah. The story all begins in one of Phil's favorite locations on the planet, <laughs> the only state that rivals Iowa in terms of meth heads per capita, New Mexico, moreover, Santa Fe. But this story actually starts before the age of the meth heads and instead takes place during the age of the Catholic invasion during the 1800s. Now, this was actually quite fitting because Santa Fe actually translates to holy faith in Spanish. Did you know that? No, I, uh, I yeah. did not know that. Pretty interesting. Um, I would have never guessed Santa Fe for like religious stuff. I would have no, never I, guessed that. I figured it had something to do with killing indigenous people because <laughs> pretty much everything out, you know, in that part of the country has to do with, you know, uprooting indigenous people out of their land. So when I think about New Mexico, right, and how you've portrayed New Mexico, what I'm thinking is if you were to like, let's say 200, 300 years from now. You dig yeah. layers like you do dinosaurs now, and you can look through like different periods of transformations of New Mexico. Like you're gonna have the Catholic era, you're gonna have the meth head era, you're gonna have whatever else comes next after that. I don't know. All the alien uh, debris that you know kind of crashed everywhere. Of course. Yeah, yeah. It's just like imagine in the in the near future they have like a classification. For the ancient corpses of meth heads they found laying in beds in uh, in San uh, in New Mexico. Yeah, I imagine. Well, this is kind of a less funny thing, but I imagine that when archaeologists, like future archaeologists, dig through the layers of Earth and they come upon our time, they're just going to find like a thin layer of plastic right before like a big thing of nothing for after we completely destroy society. Yeah. So yeah, probably. I imagine it's gonna be that that those little plastic chunks that are at the bottom of the ocean or at the kind of floating around at the top of the ocean. Like once all that shit settles, I'm guessing that's what they'll find just everywhere. It's just little bits of plastic. Probably, honestly. Wouldn't yeah. doubt it. Would not doubt it. And yeah, then they're the not gonna I was gonna say they're not gonna find a whole lot of books in New Mexico though. <laughs> not a not a lot of those you know. Not a lot of those to start with, so. <laughs> this is a toothless Saurus Rex, so we, <laughs> you can tell how avid of a meth smoker he was based on the decay of his teeth when he died. They find a, in a, like, in a buried alley somewhere, it's, they basically find a perfectly preserved meth head, like, homeless. They're like, this is your average New Mexican right here. Yeah. Just, you know, in their habitat. <laughs> Ancient... This is pretty much what... <laughs> <laughs> this is a prehistoric New Mexican man right here in his natural habitat, <laughs> sleeping behind a dumpster, high on cra high on methamphetamine. You can see the, uh, the half a bottle of... Uh... Half a bottle of wine right here. Yeah, we're not sure if it's full of piss or alcohol, but it's got had something in it to this this water line. So right, there you go. Uh, the story goes that in 1872, Jean-Baptiste Lemmy, who was the bishop of the Santa Fe Archdiocese, was put in charge of overseeing the construction of a new chapel 
that at the time was known as Our Lady of Light. After the construction of the chapel was completed, it would be maintained by a religious order by the name of the Sisters of Loretto. It appears as if the sisters would also be running a school for girls out of this chapel as well, which sound, honestly sounds like a hellscape. Oh, definitely. That's, I mean, going to a school back in the 1870s, uh, run by nuns, just an all-girls school. That Ooh, would be yikes. like for those poor girls who went there. I imagine it's hell. I imagine their families probably sent them there. Like, do, do you think against their will, basically? Do you think the girls who went to this school? had to become sisters like is that the only reason they were there i don't know it's one of those things where you wonder if it was just kind of highly encouraged but did it say if it was so they actually just found it was actually in canada also they found another one of those schools for native americans that were set up there they found another mass grave i guess in another oh, one shit really so, I, yeah i saw that on instagram i'm not sure if it was the same one just a re like re-uploaded uh, story, or if it was a new one. But I wonder if it was, because they had these, they had schools actually out here. There's a school called um, Indian School Road. And basically it was the road that the school for Native Americans was on. That's why it's named that. They had those things out here, but I'm not sure about any atrocities. But you have to assume if it's ran by Christians, there has to be some atrocities <laughs> there. They can't just not no. you know, fuck with people. <laughs> Well, more specifically, I think the Canadian one was the Catholics. Uh, is the one near you ran by the Catholics? Or are they just Christians or what? Oh, I assume it was Catholics, but I'm okay. not sure. It was a Spanish one, so I assume it's Catholics. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, that makes sense. Now, yeah. now during the late 1800s around Santa Fe, it appeared to be predominantly French, a French population or at the very least, all of those involved with the Catholic Church were. So naturally, they would hire another Frenchman to be the master architect, who was named Anton Mouly. Anton's grand plan was to design a beautiful Gothic Revival-style chapel. By 1878, the chapel's construction was almost complete, but sadly, Anton Mouly would die abruptly, before the construction could be completed. So my understanding was during... <laughs> so they wouldn't have to pay him. How convenient. Oh, so you think no. they killed him off? I don't know. I mean, he died right before construction was completed. I'm guessing that they didn't want to have to dip into the coffers. It sounds likely. Probably. They didn't want to give out, <laughs> they didn't want to give out any of that basket money. Um, exactly. You know what I thought was interesting? Obviously, this chapel, we make fun of... Christians and whatever quite a bit but this chapel I'm going to give him credit pretty fucking cool looking right very okay. good architecture um once we get further in the story on the bottom of the page you can kind of see uh what the inside of the chapel looks like and you can see kind of the staircase which we're going to be mostly focusing on but this is a beautiful church a lot nicer okay. than what I would you know like St. Joseph's or assumption okay 
Yeah, the only real like New Mexico architecture like from that period, I did see a documentary. It was a great two-part documentary called Young Guns. Yeah, <laughs> okay. And in the Young Guns, they uh their architecture there wasn't exactly that great. It was kind of like old west wooden style. Everything was either made out of like adobe or kind of like just wood that it looks like they brought in cuz there's really not a lot of trees out there. The I I don't know for sure, but it kind of looks like the church would be what it what do you think most churches are made out like brick or some sort of stone well most was it, you said it's a chapel is it kind of like the size of saint joseph's no it's pretty small oh it's pretty small i would guess i would guess then wood if it's smaller so if it's something the size of like a church back home probably brick but if it's kind of like a smaller chapel most likely wood um if it's out here in Arizona, everything's made out of chicken wire, you know, and <laughs> whatever, like plaster of Paris, they make yeah. Adobe that that shit out of. So, okay, huh? Interesting. Now, the other thing is, obviously, I would say New Mexico, you know, now predominantly is what uh, Latin people and Native Americans. Mostly and and dirtbag white people. Yes. Yes. Yep. And dirtbag white people. Now, would it seem weird that during the late 1800s, it was a lot of French people there? No, it wouldn't. So if you ever watched that documentary, Young Guns, okay. you know that there was a lot of immigrants who moved. There was like the promise of land type situation. Gotcha. A lot of them moved out to the West during this time for free land. Obviously, you know, Europe was completely you know, parceled out, taken up pretty much by the rich. Um, everything in Eastern America was parceled out long ago by this time. So if you wanted some free land, you're going to New Mexico. You're going to Oklahoma was pretty much, I think by the late 1800s, pretty much settled. You were looking at maybe Arizona, maybe, I mean, Utah was run by the Mormons, obviously. So no one was getting in. No one wanted to go to fucking Utah, probably. <laughs> But yeah, New Mexico, Arizona, parts of maybe Colorado, Wyoming still had some land to be, you know, taken up. A lot of Wyoming was actually government owned. Uh, they actually had a big problem with the cattle ranchers uh, bringing their herds down when they started parceling out the land in kind of like Western United States. Wyoming was actually has Cheyenne, which had the most millionaires per capita back during this time because of all the cattle barons. So wow, a lot, a lot of free land out here to take up brought a lot of uh, immigrants from other countries too. And that includes the uh, like Asian countries, a lot of from Europe, you know, like everywhere. They were all coming in for the promise of free land and not just North America. They were coming down South America too. So, well, I was going to say like in, in those particular like ecosystems where let's say there's a lot of immigrants moving or people migrating things like that. That's where these religious organizations like feast off people. Um, yes. you, you know what I mean? Like yep. I, I guarantee the Mormons were just waiting arms <laughs> wide open here as well. But the Catholics are like masters of setting up these little installs to just kind of like suck people in. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. With all the immigrants, actually, if you watch that documentary, Young Guns, the Lincoln County War has to do with the Irish fighting against the British. Mm. So Irish immigrants against British immigrants. So, okay. All right. Yeah. It's all a great right. documentary. I would fully recommend probably the my favorite 
movie and sequel, which are equally as good as each other. Number two might be a tad bit better than number one, just because it's more action and less backstory. So you know what? I need to watch the those documentary series one and two. I don't think I've ever fully watched them. Yeah, you should. It's great. All right. Back to the story here. The architect's death led to a glaring problem when it came to completing the construction of the chapel. You see, for some reason, Anton had installed a choir loft high up on the back side of the church. The only problem was when he died, he hadn't yet placed any stairs or informed anyone doing the construction how to install stairs to get up to the fucking choir loft, right? Okay. So the biggest problem was that the chapel overall wasn't very large. So any normal type of staircase, you couldn't just put, you know, some cheapy staircase, a typical normal staircase. You had to have kind of a specialized staircase, which we will see when we get to that. And the sisters... They were contacting, they were calling in carpenters, they were begging, they were pleading, they were trying to have somebody come in and just put up a staircase, but the it was a very intricate job, and I guess none of the new Mexican schlubs could pull it <laughs> off at the time. The best way I can describe it there, they didn't have Bob Vila they could call up to come over there. They didn't have Tim the Toolman Taylor to call up and come over there, so... Um, and you, once you look at the stairs, you can kind of see why maybe th- that type of a staircase was a bit out of uh, whatever the local carpenter's expertise. Okay. Yeah, I also imagine, too, that they probably really wanted to get paid <laughs> and not have their life exterminate or extinguished after the job was completed. So You think Jean-Baptiste is out uh, splitting people's wigs or what? Jean Va- no the uh well he's yeah. the bishop oh he was okay so i think it was the nuns obviously oh you think it's, the oh, nuns it's always just oh it's always the nuns <laughs> yeah every every single like sister act total propaganda total fucking propaganda i've never met a nice nun my entire life they always looked like they were just about to smack you yeah like, yeah just about to smack you so yeah yeah i mean so do you think the sisters are the bishop's kind of like hit squad or are they doing it independently? They do an independent job. Could have been New Mexico's first non-drug gang, possibly. (laughs) So of course I did just mention young guns. So, okay, there you go. You know, it's funny and ironic that you say that is I've been listening, re-listening to the, uh, Richard Kuklinski series of last podcast. Remember the ice man, the kid, the, Mafia assassin? Yes. Yep. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. Just like a flock of Richard Kuklinski's in nun outfits just often people. <laughs> That's basically what's going on here. Yeah. All right. Now, all you religious folks, hold on to your, uh, your little chastity belts here. So with nowhere else to turn, the sisters turned to the only option they saw fit, the power of prayer. Collectively, all the sisters began to pray to St. Joseph, the patron saint of carpenters, to aid them in finding a solution for their stair problem. 
After nine days of intense praying to St. Joseph, a mysterious stranger appeared at their front door with his mule and carpentry tools. Okay, are you convinced about the power of prayer right now? Oh, I think it was totally J-Star who strode up yeah. to their door. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, no, St. Jo- Joseph, his dad. Yeah, but I mean, you know, JC was an apprentice, I imagine. Of his pops, so you think so? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he. I mean, you would have to assume you're gonna pick up some shit if your dad's a carpenter. Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, honestly, if no one really believes Jesus was real anyway, <laughs> but I mean, if if there had been a person whose dad was a carpenter who kind of maybe started a religion, even though the Romans may have started it too, you would assume that he was like you know had some carpentry skills too. So, so do you think when he was about to be crucified, he was complaining about uh, shoddy workmanship? Yeah, of right course. there, man. This you guys can't even build a cross, right, dude? What are Jeez. you guys using? Rusty nails? Oh, I'm gonna get an infection. What the fuck's going <laughs> yeah, on? They're like nailing him up there, and he's complaining about how they're hammering. It's like <laughs> you're not hitting it right, okay? <laughs> you're gonna accidentally hit my fucking finger. It's yeah. gonna hurt. I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> Uh, now, naturally, the sisters asked the man, who are you? And the mysterious gentleman just informed them that he was just a carpenter by trade. The sisters invited him inside to take a look at their little staircase problem. Like all the carpenters before him, the mysterious gentleman knew constructing a staircase to the choir loft without taking up all the space within the chapel would prove to be difficult. But he would inform the sisters, I'll do this for you, gals, okay? Sit back. Let me build you this beautiful staircase. There's only one stipulation. I have to work in private. Nobody can watch me. And nobody can bother me. So, um, first off, do you think so far this guy is some sort of saint come to help them? I mean... I I always just assume everything's divine intervention, actually. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, that's one of my rules. Like, if I would want to do something like that at a church, it would definitely be I work in private. No one watches or bothers me. No one's, you know, no one's going to come and try to, like, talk my ear off about how awesome, you know, Jesus is or how awesome the church is or how I should be doing this pro bono. You know, right. They're going to try to convert you, basically. So I'll be like, hey, so listen, that, that was nobody what, bother me. That was what you were afraid of. That's what I would be afraid of, is they okay. would come in and try to convert me, try to get me to do it for free. But I would if, assume that. But if he was the patron saint, St. Joseph, he was he's already converted. He did. They don't need to worry about converting him. Oh, if he's, yeah, okay. So if he's the patron saint of carpentry, then he's probably doing it for free anyway. Yeah. But he's also got to do his magic shit. So he can't have any of them watching him. So yeah. I can get that. Yeah. Very or he's inter- Satan. <laughs> or he's Satan too. He's be. he's literally delivering the sisters an apple. He's tempting them with the apple. The apple is this beautiful staircase. He probably had them sign some papers. Now he owns their <laughs> souls. So. Oh yeah, just sign right here. Okay, well, ju- I'll get you your staircase. Well, judging by how many people you've claimed they've offed, uh, I don't know if they're going <laughs> to have heaven anyway, Phil. Allegedly. 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 Okay. No evidence. There is no evidence. Yep. Now, the sisters would agree to his terms because they just wanted the construction of the chapel to be completed. 
Now, if anyone was to enter the church, the carpenter would immediately stop working and just leave the premises until he knew he would be all alone. There were a few mixed accounts ranging from a few of the sisters would see the mysterious man soaking wood in tubs, very interesting, Mm. to he completed the staircase like in, in an extremely fast fashion, to the carpenter actually took quite a long time to finish the construction. We don't really know which one it was, but we do know that eventually the staircase would be completed. The sisters were elated at the beautiful staircase the mysterious man had built for them and decided to organize a little banquet in his honor. So can you see the pictures of the staircases right here that I that I put here? Yes, I can. Yeah, I assumed it'd be a spiral staircase. Yeah, yeah. so... It doesn't look like it has a lot of uh, support to it. It's kind of... We're going to be talking about that, Phil. That, okay. That's why this is so weird, because of how the construction is, and it was apparently done by one man. Um, so, very interesting. And obviously, anybody listening out there... You know, this will be on Instagram, or you can easily Google yeah. this. It's like a million goddamn pictures of this thing. Cause, like, but you can see from the inside of the chapel there, very lovely church, very, very nice, very have this. There are little designs everywhere. Um, I, yeah. ma- I imagine the stations of the cross are somewhere in there. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's. Uh, well, it's a little bit taller than you. Kind of made it sound like it was a small chapel, kind of like one of those old style churches. But yeah, this is definitely not what I expected to see, like the inside of it. It's a it's really nice. It's actually quite large. You think it's quite large? It looked like they had like 12 pews. Oh, I'm all I'm seeing is a staircase picture. Oh, is there, look, more, is there look, more pictures? Yeah, just Google the church. Oh, okay. Yeah, all I'm seeing is how tall it is, the staircase. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. Google the church. Sorry, I just needed to take a picture of the staircase here. Yes. So we just Googled more pictures of the church. And it's not a small chapel. I would say it's like a little larger than your average Midwestern church. But every single picture on when you do a Google search of the Loretto Chapel does definitely have the staircase in it, except for there are some weddings where it showed the front part, like the wedding actually taking the ceremony actually taking place. There was actually pictures of brides coming down the staircases. Wow. So kind of doing like doing the pictures. You know, I'm kind of surprised. They, I'm surprised they let them like walk on it. Kind of sound like nobody's allowed to walk on it unless you get like special permission. There is a bride, so you know how it has the two spirals yeah. until it gets to the top. She's on the first spiral, gotcha. the bottom one. Okay, yep. okay, I see. Kind of where you can. She's standing there, kind of facing the front, and they're like people are taking pictures of her. So okay, all right. I'm yep. guessing she. Probably ended up making quite a large donation to the church. Possibly. Yeah. Yes, I would imagine. <laughs> I ha- we haven't gotten that far yet to why people aren't doing it, but yeah, we'll go from there. <laughs> now, this is the point of the story where it gets a little weirder. When the time came for the carpenter's honorary banquet, he had completely vanished. Not only that, he hadn't received nor even requested a single ounce of financial compensation. It's like he had just shown up to construct the staircase for the sisters, and then he was just never seen again. 
But the weirdest thing of all is the overall construction of the staircase themselves. The first unique thing about the staircase is while at first it just looks like your traditional spiral staircase, upon a closer look, it has no central column nor support beams holding it up. The steps themselves contain no nails or glue holding to, holding them together. There are only wooden pegs holding the stairs down. That's the only thing that's actually holding them down. And the weirdest thing of all is none of the wood used in the construction of the staircase is native to the Santa Fe region of, uh, of the world, I guess. So this is just, I think what it is weird about this is you would assume in the late 1800s, one man couldn't construct something this elaborate, right? Yeah, I mean, you did say that he was soaking wood. Yes. So I imagine with the pegs holding the stairs and maybe he did something where he used kind of like where how you soak wood to make so you can some bend wood it, warp it, warp it, bend it. Yeah. Cause it kind of looks like that wood is like way warped. Um, maybe that's kind of part of the support. I mean, possibly the spiral is kind of supporting itself, but yeah, definitely. If you look at it, there are no supports holding that thing up. There's one kind of little, little uh like a spiral piece of metal attached to the column but that's about it there and i don't even know what that's there you know holding up well here's the interesting thing like when you look at it without any support beams you would you'd have to assume it's just like perfectly balanced or the weight distribution is just like so perfect going down it that it it can kind of support almost any weight do you know what i'm saying yeah, like, well, I mean, if it's standing, it, it can support its own weight, which is, you know, obviously mm-hmm. it's not collapsing in on itself. Yeah, so. but it looks like it could. Definitely. Yeah, I don't. I It's just it's such a unique looking staircase. Like you just I, I just crazy looking to me. Um, But uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll finish off this little section. Then we'll kind of discuss a little more of it here. Um, Legends state that. At first, the nuns were exceedingly terrified to ascend up the stairs because they were afraid it was just going (laughs) to fucking collapse on them or whatever because there's no support beams. So the sisters would actually crawl on their knees while they're going up the stairs. I don't know what difference that was going to make, but uh, it's it's how they felt safe, I guess. Yeah, sister, weight distribution doesn't matter when you're in that on the on the stairs because it's all the same weight. So maybe maybe they just felt a little, you know, more secure. They had their hands on the ground, too. Or maybe that's just how nuns learn how to walk upstairs. I don't know. Maybe I've never seen one walk upstairs. I don't even know if they know how to. You know, you'd think they'd still be happy as shit that the guy didn't want to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that they cared about. Like, oh, man, that stairs looks like it's going to fall in on himself. How the fuck much do we pay for it? Nothing. He worked for free. Oh, well, it's fine then. Just, <laughs> you know, whatever. Now, this the the other thing outside of the stairs construction by this apparently holy deity or saint or what do you want to call him was that 
They believe because he decided to use exactly 33 steps in the construction oh, of this thing. Oh, here we go. Phil already knows. Uh, he was trying to signify that Jesus Christ was 33 years old when he was crucified. So they think that's a direct link to believing that it might have been actually the patron saint, St. Joseph, who, who came to the chapel and built it for him. Um, are you convinced? No, not okay. really. I mean, not obviously, really. they're just they're 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 searching for shit at that point. But <laughs> grasping at straws, I think, is the term where we use there. Yeah, yeah, grasping at straws works too. It's just you know, like oh, it's got thirty three steps in it. You know what that means? Well, you could have. There's a lot of numbers. You know, like threes are very pop. Three is a very popular number for you know everything. The there's three. There's twelve. There's always numbers, so that kind of thing. Are you you're not into the numerology thing? No, not really. I mean, there's great documentary, the number twenty three. Yeah. Which after you watch that movie, you start to see twenty three everywhere. But um, yeah, it's just one of those things where they people always try to look at little like, oh well, you know, there's like twelve of this, or there's you know three of that, or whatnot. I always hate when people do that. Yeah, they're they're like really grasping at straws. What was it? They've coronavirus. They've somehow manipulated the letters to mean like Satan's something or some shit. Do you remember that? That was like <laughs> early 2020. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I remember that. It was basically they assigned all of the numbers letters and then they kind of. Well, if you take this number, if you take this letter away and instead put this number in there and make them all these letters and numbers, and then it's like, then it adds up to this or something. <laughs> Just like with, we were talking about Sasha, uh, Barack Obama's daughter. Uh, her her full name is Natasha, but everyone calls her Sasha. But they assigned like letters to it, the name Natasha, and it came up with some like demonic thing or 666 or something like that. That's another one. That's the big one is 666. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Apparently, Natasha is the Antichrist, mm. you know, mm. most powerful, mm. you know, anti-good person on earth is going to college right now. So whatever. It's Yeah. <laughs> if it's your thing, it's your thing. Look, even the devil needs to get a good education, Phil. That's true. How else is she going to take over the world and enslave all the masses if she hasn't you know taken her her bachelor's degree and whatever she's taking <laughs> um speaking of that never mind i just brain farted anyway i'm gonna, <laughs> i want to what i wanted to go into was the the episode of um on the history channel about this on mystery quest and it's really okay. only a segment right well they have the little I don't want to call him fucking host or research or whatever the hell you want to call this guy. He's he's at the church. He's hanging out with the priest. He's looking at the stairs. He's, you know, his gaze is upon the construction of him. He's like, hey, father, can I walk up the stairs? He lets him walk up the stairs. And he's like sitting there. He's like, man, I don't. I just don't know. I just feel like different. Like there's a different energy. I'm, like I'm not even <laughs> shitting you. This is what this guy is like, man, I just feel like, I don't know. Like there's just a different energy here. It's just like divine and blah, blah, blah. He's like on and on and on and on. It's just like, dude, you're on the fucking stairs. 
relax here. But um, interesting. It wasn't it wasn't Zach Baggins? No, was it? no. He didn't try no. to buy the buy the staircase from the chapel and reconstruct it in his museum. Not yet. And plus, I don't <laughs> think the History Channel is quite desperate enough to put Zach Baggins on <laughs> any of their TV shows quite yet. Um, but yeah, I don't know who this guy is. Some schlub. I don't really know who the fuck this guy was. But they, the History Channel was leaning on the 33 stairs with the Freemasons because the 33 yes. is big for them. That's what they were leaning on for the stairs. They thought maybe it was a secret um, Templar Freemason dude. It's the it's the Freemasons. It's thirty three. There's like so. There's like thirty. I forget what they're called, but it's like thirty three ranks, um, in the order of like when you rank up, when you level up in the order. There's thirty three of them. I forgot exactly what they're called, but degree, yes. degrees. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I believe degrees. It's, yeah, that's right. Um, I was gonna say though that have you watched History Channel recently because it's mostly ancient aliens like. You know, those kind of pawn starry, the ones American pickers, those kind and the the one where they make knives. That's kind of all History Channel is right now. So I imagine they would get Zach Baggins in. Mm, forged in fire. It's actually not a bad forged show. Forged in fire. It's yeah, not it's a not bad a bad show. show. Not- they, they do cool they do cool things. But I imagine they're trying to get um maybe go back to the World War II Hitler type era that they used to have back when it was the uh the Hitler channel back in the early tens. <sighs> I, th- I think Netflix has taken over that as the Hitler channel. The God, they have a lot of them on there. Um, yes, they do. But okay, let's get into allegedly a, a lady has solved the mystery of this, this staircase here. Well, uh, this is kind of the, bl- the most believed series of events that occurred. It wasn't, a patron saint. It wasn't the Freemasons. It wasn't uh, Jesus doing, I don't know, whatever you want to say. Um, the person who found out all this information was actually a historian by the name of Mary J. Straw Cook. I'm sorry that last name a bit much. Uh, Straw Cook? I, I yeah. don't know if you can, uh, ma'am, you did awesome work, but I don't know if you can have that last name. Pick one, either yeah. straw or cook. <laughs> Maybe cook, because straw sounds a little ridiculous. But yeah, not anyone whose last name is Straw. But I don't know. Yeah, just I don't, cook is fine. I don't know if it's supposed to be hyphenated. You know, like <laughs> maybe she was Straw and her husband was a cook. I don't know. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck is going on. But anyway, according to Mary J. Straw Cook, she spent over seven years going through piles and piles of newspapers and other records to try to figure out who actually is responsible for the creation of that staircase. After she compiled enough evidence, she would go on to write the book, Loretto, The Seven Sisters and Their Santa Fe Chapel, which she would release in 1984, one year before we were born, Phil. Yeah. Landmark year. That's when, uh, well, basically everyone would always, because there was that book, 1984. So ah, everyone was shit. like, oh, it's 1984. It's 1984. You know, As the lead up to it, they'd be like two years until 1984. So that was, uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, everyone said <laughs> 1984 is basically about Barack Obama's presidency. I remember that. Oh, they're, Soylent they're, Green. 
Yeah, yeah, just like, come on, guys, <laughs> fuck off. Anyway, yeah. now, after Mary went through one of the nun's day books, I don't know who the who calls it a fucking day book, but it, I think it's just a journal uh, yeah. date, dated in 1881. There was a mention of paying a man by the name of Rockus uh, for wood, okay? Now, Mary's research would also find an article written in a newspaper called, this is the real name of the newspaper, and I hope it still exists in New Mexico. It's called The New Mexican. Um, (laughs) Do you remember seeing this newspaper anywhere? I do think I saw... Really? either, Either someone was, like... I think I might have saw it in there was like a kind of like a display in town where I might have seen that old newspaper or it might still be there. But I do believe I've seen the name The New Mexican as a newspaper. Okay, so. interesting title there. Mm-hmm. Inter- I, I like it. It's it's very cool. Now, in the newspaper, it stated that Mr. Rockus had been shot in the chest near his home in Dog Canyon. I have no idea where the fuck Dog Canyon is, but anyway, (laughs) or why he was shot, we don't know either. Then probably a wild meth head. I don't know. And the same article goes on to, I don't know if it was an obituary or what, but to credit Mr. Rockus as the very skilled woodworker who actually completed the construction of the Loretto Staircase. So apparently in that magazine... Buried very deep in that magazine, it is crediting this guy, this poor dead man who was shot by a wild meth head, as the guy who made the staircase there. Why they hid him so deeply and like changed the legend of it, I don't, I don't really know. Very weird. Well, here's the weird thing. So they always said. Like, we don't know who this guy is. We don't know what his name is. And he didn't accept any money. But the person who everyone claims built the staircase not only never got paid, but also found a bullet in his yeah. chest in somewhere called Dog Canyon. I'm guessing that's where this uh, sister hit squad takes their victims to. I didn't even. The, out here in Dog Canyon. <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even put those connections together. But yeah. yeah. Now, we don't know if the architect was shot. He just died randomly. But we do know Rockus was definitely shot. Allegedly died randomly. Okay. Yeah. They also they also didn't know what happened to this guy either. So, you know, that's a thing. Very interesting. They really, they, he must have been an actual, like, um, who's their mortal enemy? Uh, not the Baptist, the Protestant. He must have actually been a Protestant. Or he was, uh, maybe they thought he was a tax man. There pretending. you go. Because <laughs> you know how much they hate the tax man. Yeah. They'll do anything to get away from <laughs> paying taxes. Now, Mr. Rockus's full name was actually Francois-Jean Rockus. Uh, he was a member of a French secret society of highly skilled craftsmen known as the Compagnons. I think that's right. Compagnons or something like that. Have you ever even heard of this? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, kind of. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, maybe I don't know what that translates to. Kind of looks like companions, spelled a little odd. Could be. Yeah, definitely could be companions. Kind of like the Skyrim mod. 
Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. I always go straight to Skyrim. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, this secret society has apparently existed for, uh, since the Middle Ages. Uh, now, Mary claims that Mr. Rockus had traveled to America specifically to craft said staircase and had brought wood with him from France, which explains why the wood of the staircase is not uh, native to Santa Fe. So, um, mm. but we can have one correlation here, which is kind of interesting. If, okay, obviously the Freemasons is not so much anymore, but a lot of people do consider it to be a secret society of like skilled craft craftsmen of some sort, right? Um, yeah. So isn't it interesting that the French have one too? So not really. The... So if you look at like Freemasons, the guy who was the architect for Washington, D.C., uh, who was basically hired by the, well, you know, president at the time, George Washington, he was actually considered like people think that he was a Freemason also. So, I mean, obviously, these guild society, secret societies were in France um, in the 1800s. There was so the French were really big into architecture. Uh, it kind of every so all of like the skilled stuff actually kind of went to the Germans, though, during this time when Germany became a country, they kind of want to propel themselves, especially above the French, who were kind of their sworn, you know, enemy. After they became Germany, they started kind of trying to import all of this thought, all of this new these new ideas. So, I mean, at the time of having a Frenchman do your architecture was probably the best person for the job uh like Dang. 50 years later it would probably be you know maybe a german or an american or a german-born american you know who was doing the great architecture but yeah i mean also there's a lot of i've never heard of this labor guild but i mean i can totally see there's a ton of these secret societies popping up all over the place i mean bavarian illuminati is coming up right around this time so right it's just I don't know. I don't I like I said I've never heard of it. You've never heard of it, but very clearly this guy or whatever their thing is, he's exceedingly skilled, I think. When you look at the construction of that thing, it looks like it was crafted by somebody who is very very skilled. Yeah, it's I mean it's very it's it's a very nice looking staircase. It's amazing that it's held up this long. Also, it's very it's very weird that they were able to bring in a, like a French architect out to Santa Fe, New Mexico, which maybe it was the largest city in New Mexico at the time. But I mean, it was on the railroad, I imagine. So it's probably easier to get him there. But it's just amazing that they got him to do that job at some church, bringing him all the way in from France. No wonder they didn't want to pay him. I mean, <laughs> well, maybe there's that. And maybe there's when they killed him off. Um, nobody's, there's so many dead people in New Mexico, n nobody's even going to notice. Exactly. Lots of holes out there. <laughs> Dug up. Lots by... of wild coyotes to eat them. Uh, That's how the nuns got such strong arms from digging all those fucking holes <laughs> from not paying people. But allegedly Neil deGrasse Tyson 50, 50 though. That's what I'm giving it. Okay. So let, let's wrap up here. So how can I say this? Obviously we we're pretty sure we know this Mr. Rockus was the man who actually built the staircase, even though 
people at the church, even to this day, are not going to admit that. Why do you think they tried to scrub him outside of the what they wanted to kill him? Why do you think they tried to scrub him so hard and instead tried to convince everybody this was like some divine staircase made by a patron saint? Well, I think it's just like with anything else. I mean, if you look at the dates, this all happened 140 years ago. So really, a lot of the people who remember the staircase being built, uh, all of that situation, all of those people die off. And then the people, like the new people, remember half hearing us, half remembering, half hearing a story about it. But they don't remember the guy's name. They don't remember like, oh, yeah, he was some guy. He he showed up, I guess, and then built the staircase. Next generation half hears and half remembers that story. It's just like fucking telephone. Then yeah. all of a sudden you get instead of, yeah, we hired this dude, Francois Jean Rockus from France to come in and build our staircase. He did an amazing job. We don't even know how the fuck it works. It went from that to a strange man on a mule with tools showed up after the sisters prayed for nine days. He might be St. Joseph. We don't know. And the stairs are magic because we don't understand how the stairs hold themselves up. So, I mean, I can imagine it's that situation where it's just just a combination of like telephone over long distances of time and also Maybe they were making money off of people coming. And if there's a profit motive, that's another situation where things can get a little hairy, just like Roswell, New Mexico. Shit gets real hairy when people add a profit motive to it. Right. Right. I I wonder also, could it, there could be a slight possibility that let's say the architect hired this guy previously before he died and being that he was coming from France, it took a while for him to actually get to Santa Fe. The guy died. He showed up. He had already been paid, so he just came, did his work, and then went home. None the wiser, but the nuns just happened to be praying that whole time. And then this dude just showed up, and maybe he was kind of a little weird Frenchman and just didn't want to be bothered or whatever. Do you know what I'm he- saying? He couldn't speak English. They couldn't speak French. He just was like, okay, well, this is the right address, right? And just starts getting to work. And then all these weird nuns are just staring at him because they, oh, and the weird nuns are staring at him because they think that he's a fucking patron saint of carpentry. And every time they're like gawking at him, he just like gets up and like slowly creeps out of there, just like I would do. If a bunch of weird looking penguins were staring at me, I would fucking, (laughs) I would probably bolt too. Like, oh, he was doing all this weird stuff. He was like soaking wood. It was so weird. But for him, that's just some method that he was been taught since he was an apprentice, how to soak wood and how to flex it and do all this stuff. But for them, they're like, oh, he's doing all this weird shit. Look, he didn't even use nails in the, you know, building the stairs, that kind of thing. And then he was killed before he could even like take credit for it. Yeah, he's in some strange country in one of the still one of the most wild fucking outback places in the whole fucking country. He's in New Mexico, for God's sakes. Fucking, you know, just like uh, what's that meth show? Um, Not Mad Men. What's that fucking called? Oh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. It's just like that. You know, the whole fucking state just like that. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. And then, you know, just like I said. You know, time, people dying, that long distance telephone, and, you know, 
That's actually good though. If the if the the guy who they had paid to build the church was a French immigrant, it would be totally you would you could see him knowing some guy back in France who's like, you know what? I need to build a, a staircase here. I don't have much room. I got it. I got the guy. My my boy Francois, he does an awesome job with stairs. Let me telegram him. It's gonna take him a while to get here because he has to take a steamer from France and then the fucking train to get here. So it's going to take him a, a hot minute. The Yeah, the carpenter dies, and then this dude just shows up. That's perfect, actually. I like yeah. that, too. Yeah. I can, I, and like you said, maybe there's probably a language barrier. Made it oh, very, yeah. You know, that obviously could make it very hard. <laughs> you you would think, like, why weren't this? This is like, why is the patron saint of carpentry only speaking <laughs> French? <laughs> but you know what? The penguins, they don't always ask those type of questions. But yeah. uh, but uh, anyway, if anybody wants to, uh, if anybody's visited this place, please email us. Uh, where can they email us at? Well, if they've actually visited New Mexico and lived to tell the tale, <laughs> they can hit us up on our email, subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. We've actually gotten quite a few um, you know, emails in uh, over the past few weeks, more than we, you know, we've been getting more and more, and it's great to hear from you guys. Uh, keep on sending them in. If they want an easier way to get a hold of us, though, something that will answer right away, they can hit us up on our Instagram, Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. Uh, awesome to hear from everybody. Really, you know, appreciate the likes, the comments. You know, the the messages are great. Uh, Cody and I both also have our own Instagram accounts. Mine is sdpodphil. Cody, you got one? Yeah, follow my personal Insta- Instagram at Cody Zabub. I uh, post memes and stuff sometimes. Come check them out. The last thing we need you guys to do is to log on to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review. doesn't matter what you say. Um, just type in your favorite patron saint for all I care. I have noticed people have been doing it, so thank you so much to all you who have been doing that. Otherwise, if you are like the rest of society and have decided that Spotify is fantastic, all you got to do is hit that follow button, and it's basically like a review uh, on the Spotify platform. Otherwise, guys, I hope you enjoyed a more more lenient, more fun story. Just have a little fun. Make fun of uh, the Catholics for a bit with us. Uh, they've tormented Phil and I at our young age, so this is yep. our retribution for them. It was a it was a really fun, uh, really good episode. I enjoyed it. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Well, see you guys next. Thanks, guys. <laughs>